Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and I'm going to talk today about God's judgments in history. Why am I talking about it today? Well, we're entering into Lent tomorrow on Ash Wednesday, penitential season, a sacrificial season, and it's a purifying season. It's meant to purify us, right? Individually, corporately in the church and as well. And I think we really need, I need it in my life. I think some of you probably need it in your life. Uh, the church needs to be purified. I think the Lord is leading it through a season of purification. I think it's sins, it's weaknesses are emerging, it's troubles, it's confusion, some of it's compromise that's going on. And the Lord loves us enough that we're going to experience in our journey with the Lord at times that Paul describes the the kindness and the severity of God. These are two realities, and both of these uh, ways in which God acts, the way God relates to his people with kindness and with severity, they both are acts of love. One is mercy, another one's a severe mercy. It's a, it's a an expression of the, a different expression of the same reality. The Lord wanting to wake us up, to come to salvation, to come to deeper faith and trust in Him. And so I thought it would be good. I think a, a while back I I touched on a a talk by a homily by Saint Bernardino of Siena, and I thought this is a nice way to maybe to come into. Uh, Ash Wednesday tomorrow, thinking about how God purifies. And this is based on a, a homily that he gave, a sermon that he gave way back. This is like uh, 1440, somewhere around there. He was a, considered the most significant Franciscan preacher of his time. He led an amazing renewal and revival of the religious order. And he gave a sermon that is from Psalm 118, verse 26, or 119, verse 26, I believe it is where he said, you know, essentially, it says, I'm paraphrasing here, God, they're no longer listening to you. It's time to act, right? And then he uses that as a jumping off point to describe and talk about, reflect on God's judgments in history. It's very difficult for modern people to get their mind around and understand that God's judgments, when they come, is an act of mercy. It's an act of love. As Isaiah the prophet said, when God's judgments are in the land, men learn righteousness. It's a gift. When and how and why does God allow his judgments to come? And there's different kinds of judgments. There's the the judgment that's coming at the end of history, the apocalyptic judgment, the return of the Lord, the final judgment. And there's judgments in history that take place where the Lord will, in the spirit of like Romans chapter 1, where people who are refusing, when his people refuse to repent, or the world just keeps doubling down on living a life that's offensive to God, ignoring God as if he doesn't exist, God in his mercy reaches out, we'll see here from what Bernardino says, but he, at a certain point, simply gives the human race the experience of the logic of what they've been choosing. We have the power, I'd put it this way, some people say I have a right to live any way I want to. I would say, this is not just my idea, others have said it, but I, I like it, it's good. It said, nobody has a right to do wrong. Nobody has that right. But human beings have the freedom to do it. God has given us freedom. If we choose to exercise that freedom against the will of God, and we persist in it, 
God will do everything he can to call us back, to call us to his light. But if we just insist on it, finally, for our own sake, he will say, okay, then get what you want. You can have the logic of what you want. You're insisting on it. I'm not going to protect you from it. I hope you are awakened by it. So here's a little summary of uh, St. Bernardino of Siena's homily. It's a kind of meditation leading into Lent. First of all, Bernardino reminds us that God punishes three principal, the three principal vices of men, pride, luxury, and avarice. Pride, when the soul rebels against God, Revelation 12, when the soul rebels against God, says, no, my will be done, not your will be done. Like it's happening big time in the world today. The suppression of the truth about God, a great deal of effort being pushed forward, saying we need to get beyond this idea of God. It's, it's crazy. It's a fantasy. Your spaghetti God in, you know, in the sky or whatever. And a lot of young people have been deeply affected by it. And, um, so that's one pride. Luxury when the body rebels against the soul, you know, when the, when the body wants to be satisfied and you see what's going on in our culture with the whole area of you know, the whole area of sexuality is run amok. Chastity is not something valued these days, and it's it's just aggressively being pushed. You know, just think of the porn industry and so many other things, the human trafficking and things that are going on. Finally, avarice, when created things rebel against man, things that he creates, that he idolizes, that he makes with his own hands, and the valuable things. So war is the punishment for the pride of the peoples. Epidemics are the punishment for their luxury. And famine is the punishment for their avarice. God has allowed this. And, you know, it's not just Bernardino who has said this. You know, it's biblical. But it's also other saints, other others within the history of Christianity have pointed out this fundamental reality. How do you know? What are the signs? And this is the part I find most interesting. And I actually think some of this is directly applicable to things that are happening in the world today, even in our own country, happening today. And I would say I see it as a giving over to God, giving us over to what we want. Your senseless minds are darkened. God gave them over because they refuse to repent and pay attention to him. So he He allows us to receive what we want, what we're doing, the consequences of it so that we repent. And so here's some of the signs. First of all, the first sign is that God, before he allows this to happen, before the the severity of God's mercy gets demonstrated. He allows for a time of mercy and for sinners to change their ways. In this time, God offers opportunities, obvious opportunities, you know, telling people, you know, calling us back to remit the offense, to seek God's grace, to turn toward him. And you think about the last hundred years or so or more, slightly more, the kind of things that the Lord has done in, through which his mercy, his amazing mercy, is being communicated. First of all, the continued offering of mass, right? The body, the, the sacrifice of Jesus. But there's, there's amazing, unusual things like the apparitions of Our Lady. Fatima, for example. When through Our Lady, she, he, he, the Lord sends her prepares and God's ways are so different. He goes to little children. It's still just, I marvel at 
the beauty of it, the amazing reality of it. God sends an angel, the Lord sends an angel to prepare for a visitation of Our Lady that's coming and teaches them how to bow down before the Lord. That famous scene where the angel, the, the angel of Portugal, the angel over Portugal bends down and puts his head on the ground and leads the children in a prayer. Father, Father, I believe in you, I adore you, I hope in you, and I love you. That's the three theological virtues and the realization that we're, we're adoring God and giving to God what belongs to God. Okay, so in this time of mercy, like not only that, but there's also the, the uh, divine mercy has made its way all the way around the world. The rise of movements, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and the Catholic charismatic renewal that's touched 100, what, 130 million, 140 million people. Just a grace of revelation of the beauty and the majesty of God, the love of the Father. And I could talk about many more of these, but these are the kind of examples. So Bernardino said, this is what God does because he wants to woo us. But if during this time there's no repentance, punishment is logical and it's necessary. That's number two. God prepares punishment of impenitent sinners. How? Uh, The bitter revenge and the harsh punishment of God if people do not wish to change their ways. The punishment, however, in an act of the Father's mercy, how does he wish, just reading something, some notes here, how does, he does not wish that eternal death of sinners be their life, but, but their life be given, right? They receive the life from God. That they come to him for life. Number three says the the offense is complete at a certain point when the Lord has done everything he can to bring them back to experience his life, to experience his forgiveness and his mercy. And he calls this then the hour of the sickle, taking it from the book of Revelation, where in the God's judgments there it says, use your sickle and reap the harvest for the time to reap has come because the earth's harvest is fully ripe. And how do you tell when it's fully ripe? And here's some of the things he wrote way back then. He said, one, you can see this in public, the existence of many horrendous sins like Sodom and Gomorrah. The fact that the sin is committed with full knowledge and deliberate consent. Three, that these sins are committed by the entire people as a whole. Four, that this happens in a public and a shameless manner. Five, that it happens with all the affection of the heart of sinners. Six, that sins are committed with attention and diligence. Wow, we could dive into this, that whole area. Seven, that all of this is done in a continuous and persevering way. This is the hour when God's judgments come. And then you can see the steps that the Lord takes. The first thing he says is this, God takes away people's guides. First, he takes away, draws back angels that are over nations. You know, every nation in the world has angels assigned to it by God that protect and support and fight spiritual battles on our behalf. But when human beings insist on their own way, God draws back the angels over nations, which intensifies what human beings are stepping into. Deeper deception, deeper lying, deeper compromise, which leads to deeper corruption and lawlessness and and, and turning away from the faith, that kind of thing. And then also the guides, good leadership takes away good political leadership. And, and even bad leadership emerges in the church. Just reflect on that a little bit, friends, as we go into the season of Lent tomorrow. The kind of leadership that's present in the world and the political level, it's just shocking how weak it is, how lacking in courage and clarity. And, and then number two, so drawing back 
people's guides, number one. Number two, God takes away the lumen veritatis, that is, the light of truth. Truth now becomes, people now start embracing darkness as their light. Think about the dimensions of that. My truth, you know, a man is a woman, a woman's just, it's amazing how dark things are getting, how much truth has been taken away and people are calling darkness light. And the third thing is God permits sinful people to fall into the hands of their own vices and demons who replace the angels and of the wicked who lead them toward the abyss. And so people are more directly in the, in the crosshairs of the enemy. Look, friends, at when you think of the rise of lawlessness that's going on in our cities and the corruption and the lying and the increase in drug addiction and our political leaders like leaving the border wide open. I'm not making an argument about against immigration. I, I love the idea of good legal immigration. Make a wide door so lots of people can come in. But what's going on now for the sake of power Hungry for power. There's so much lying and deception around this issue. And all the time you're reading about how much fentanyl is coming into the country. Over 100,000 people have died of it. So much corruption. People are doing what their desires tell them to do and not their conscience. Their conscience is seared and they're making bad decisions. The light of truth has gone out. And more and more liars rise among the leadership. That's a, that's a curse, friends. That's, that's a, something that God allows to happen because people insist on it. But to bring countries and nations can bring, can bring a curse upon themselves. Political orders and political systems because of that. God bless you, friends. Let's talk tomorrow. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe. FOE.